Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode 131 and we have got breaking news, we've got a thermal optic review, and we've got a celebrity, Mr. Jason Robertson, Outdoor Legacy Gear. How are you doing, sir? How's it going? Man, who is the celebrity going to be? This is a surprise. I'm really glad to know that we're going to have one on the show, finally. I, well, it's it? you, man. You're the celebrity. <laughs> oh, it's hey, me? Can you clear up the rumors? There's been rumors out of Nacogdoches County that you dressed up as Joe Biden for Halloween. Is that true or not true, sir? <laughs> that is uh, that is untrue. <laughs> I was uh, I was nothing for Halloween. I was sitting in my house. But, uh, hey, I do want to say something exciting, though. Um, so... Uh, on uh, Saturday here in Texas, it was Youth Weekend, which is mm -hmm. a youth-only deer hunting weekend. Uh, lets the kids get out there in the field a week early before all of us grown-ups and uh, lets them get out there uh, gun hunting for white-tailed deer. And I took my daughter out again this year, and she was using the new Sightmark Wraith 4K. Uh, I know there's a lot of people are going to get mad when I say that because they're waiting on one. There's very few in existence, but uh, she was using that thing. It's funny because last year she was using the Wraith HD, mm -hmm. uh, her choice. Uh, she really liked it, and uh, she shot her first deer last year with it. This year I said, what do you want to shoot? And she goes, what about that new Wraith 4K? And I was like, oh, I was impressed. She knew it by name, and I said, sure. So I said, to, but did you want to shoot like a bolt-action rifle? And she's like, no, I want to shoot one of those AR-15s again. <laughs> and so uh, we put it on there, zeroed it in. She's been shooting it for a couple weeks. And uh, we went out um, Saturday morning, then again Saturday evening. And she smoked a doe uh, at about 50 yards, dropped her in her tracks. And so I was really proud of her. Uh, I, I will tell you a quick funny story. So I've had some people say, well, man, I can't wait to see the video. <laughs> well, here's the problem. So I had the video ready. I mean, I, I've... Anytime something came out that you know she might shoot, I'm reaching over there mm -hmm. and starting the video recording. And so uh, it's kind of a long story. But anyway, the video is recording on this deer. And I'm like, all right, are you ready? And she's like, yeah, yeah, okay. So she takes the shot. And there, I don't know what it is about her, but she seems to think that recording video must cost money. <laughs> so whenever I've turned it on for like, you know, practicing at the target or something, say, hey, let's turn a video on. She takes the shot. Yeah. The very first thing she does is reach over, flip the safety, and turn the video off within seconds. Oh, so no. she shoots this deer. Yeah, she's zoomed in more than, more than you know, most yeah. of us would. But she likes, the, you know, to be close. So she zoomed in on this doe. She shoots. The doe actually drops. She yeah. made a lung shot, and normally they run off, yeah. and, but that's deer just, she dropped. And so she falls out of the picture. You know, the gun kind of shakes around from recoil, and the video cuts off. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I was done shooting. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, we could have at least, like, seen where the deer went. But yeah. no, so anyway, the video doesn't show much, but... Uh, it was a good time. I was proud of her, and, and she was super, super excited. Yep. And uh, I can confirm uh, that that thing looks like a million bucks in the daylight. Mm -hmm. uh, looks really, really good. And now she is after a buck, and she's after, also after some hogs. So we were calling hogs yesterday afternoon and uh, didn't get any, but that's next on her list. Oh, well, that's great. I did see the picture uh and, uh, well, that was awesome. And getting to do it with the 4K is even better treat because it does look great during the day. But so thank it you. It does. And I told her she was the first person in uh, the world 
to kill a white-tailed deer with the Wraith 4K uh, Max. So let me tell you something. If there's anybody out there and you've got one of the less than 100 of these in existence and you've already killed a white-tailed deer, do not tell my 11-year-old daughter because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she exactly. thinks she's the first. So <laughs> well, That's awesome. So uh, thank you all again for joining us. Um, we did cross over a milestone here recently. I forgot to mention we reached, uh, we are over 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you all very much. If you are watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, please do so for weekly videos, podcast videos, reviews, hog hunting, thermal, coyote hunting, night vision hunting, all kinds of anything to do with night vision, hog or predator hunting, thermal hunting, any of that kind of stuff. So please subscribe yeah. to it. And uh, thank you all I for say I want to say one more thing on that. This is something we didn't mention. I even forgot to tell you. And it's been like a few months back. So I don't know what the number is now. Right. It's probably way more than this. But there was a while back that we actually reached over 100,000 listens on the actual podcast apps. Yeah. And that's something that uh, a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, you, you we do because mm -hmm. you watch it on YouTube, yeah. which is that's we put a lot of emphasis on the YouTube videos. Yeah. But it is a podcast that is available. We know we've got a lot of loyal listeners that listen every week. Guys tell me, you know, on their commute back and forth to work, uh, they're they're listening. So anyway, I just want to say we that was a for something that that we sometimes forget about. Mm -hmm. You know, the guys that are listening to the audio only, we've had over a hundred thousand several months ago. So yeah, awesome. uh, we're thankful to all you guys too. We don't want you to think that we forget about you guys that are just listening to the yeah. audio. So if you're tuning in today, we are reviewing the Pulsar. Uh, Accolade to LRF. And uh, so we're going to be getting that very soon. But before that, we want to give you some breaking news. And it kind of is a continuation of last week's episode where we were uh, giving some our thoughts on the on the possibility of a shot show. I'll let you go ahead and give that breaking news before we get into the review, Jason. Uh, it's yeah, so, it's funny we were just so, talking about it, you know? Yeah. So on um, what day? Was that Friday? Uh, Thursday. Yeah, Friday. it was uh, maybe what, one of those yeah, days, yeah. What, whatever day it was, I think it was, it was Friday. No, it was Friday. So, um, that morning, um, I opened Facebook and I'm replying to some messages and things. And I see that the NSSF, which is the national shooting sports foundation, that's who puts on the shot show. They had, uh, updated their little like Facebook story thing where you can click on a video and you click on the video and it says, um, the five most uh, recently asked questions about the SHOT Show 2021 in Vegas. So, oh, okay, I click on the link. It goes to their website, and it basically explains how they're going to have the SHOT Show, how they're working with the state officials, how they're going to make all this happen. And I'm sitting there reading one. I don't see any way this is going to happen. Yeah. And less than 15 minutes later, Hans texts me and says, check your email, SHOT Show's canceled. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, man, somebody needs to tell their social yeah. media guy because he, he's just posting how the SHOT Show is going to go know, on. So, yeah, the SHOT Show 2021 mm -hmm. in Las Vegas is officially canceled. I got an email today saying that all the hotel rooms and everything we had booked for that uh, has been canceled and they're being refunded and the whole thing is over um, I don't remember how many years the SHOT Show has been going on. I don't remember what year this was going to be, 40-something. Uh, but this is the first time it's ever canceled. And uh, I know they're just, the show is just one more mm -hmm. drop in the bucket of a million things that have been canceled yeah. in the, the last 
you know, eight months or so, but uh, very, very sad. Yeah. A lot of us are upset, but to be honest with you, it's the right decision, not because uh, I'm worried about the coronavirus, but because I think it was going to be a mess. Yeah. I don't think that they were going to be able to have enough people. I think a lot of the travel was going to be restricted. People weren't going to be able to get there. It was just going to be a mess. And so as bad as I hate to say it, they probably made the right decision uh, because I don't think it would have been near what the normal show, mm -hmm. you know, is and what we all, you know, like to go see. So Hans and I are trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're trying to figure out what the manufacturers are going to do. We know there's still new stuff coming. Um, we don't know, you know, what all's coming. We're going to have to figure that out. And now it's probably going to be a free-for-all. I think there's going to be manufacturers dropping stuff, uh, new stuff starting immediately. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be uh, manufacturers, and this is not just the, the thermal and night vision world. It's the whole hunting industry. I think some of them are going to wait till the traditional time, you know, there in January when the show is. I think there'll be people dragging it out. They go, good thing we don't have to get those prototypes built up by January. We're not ready. Yeah. So people may not be releasing stuff till March, April, May, June. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I think it's it's just going to get drug out. And But we are going to keep our finger on the pulse. Yeah. And rest assured, uh, we've got some plans. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to try to to get something planned out to bring you all all the latest news and what's coming for 2021 in the yep. night vision and thermal industry. Yeah, very disappointing, but not a surprise. But we are going to jump right into the review. I've got in my hands, I've got the brand new, uh, this is the Pulsar Accolade 2 LRF XP50. So as always, Jason's going to run down the specs. Uh, we're going to talk about the functionality of the scope, the button layouts, um, how to do and how to work cer uh, certain features. Uh, we're going to talk about ID range, obviously our likes and dislikes. Who's it good for? And then we're going to wrap it up at the end with a, a brief overview. But Jason, why don't you go ahead and run down these specs, and I'll go ahead and kind of hold this up while you talk about it. Okay, so here we go. A couple quick things. Number one, there has been multiple other models of the accolades. And uh, we have never really done a lot. Of, we've never done any reviews on the accolades. Uh, I've used them. I thought they were okay. I thought they were good for what they were. Uh, I, I never felt like they were really, I don't want to say that they were a bad deal, but I never felt like they were a bargain for what they were. And so I never really put a lot of stock in them. Once I saw this unit, mm -hmm. I said, okay, we have got to review this. This is legitimate. So the old models, I want to be clear on this. Any accolade that you see that is not an accolade to, Helion, not Helion, good gracious, mm -hmm. Accolade 2 XP50, then it is an LRF, laser rangefinder, then it's an old model. It's an old discontinued model. There were multiple models before, and th to be honest, the lineup got crowded, it got confusing, uh, but this is the only accolade currently in production so if this isn't the one you're looking at you're looking at an old discontinued model and you need to, to keep that in mind it is not going to have these same specs it's not going to have the same image quality and it needs to be a whole lot cheaper the model that this unit is replacing last year was a $6,500 unit this year the accolade 2 
XP50 laser rangefinder is $5,898. So that is a, a 600 over $600 price drop, uh, over 10%. A, this puts this thing, I know you're going like, it's still six grand. Yeah. And I get that. But for this unit, when we get done talking about it, I think you're going to see if this is something that's in your kind of price range, uh, you're going to see this unit is is definitely worth that money. And I do think dropping that price down was a wise decision and getting this down to one model. So uh, it, it is, like I said, $5,898. This is the high resolution 640 by 480, uh, you know, thermal sensor. It's 17 microns and it's a 50 hertz refresh rate. Uh, I want to say one more quick thing. I have a lot of guys tell me that they listen to these reviews. I rattle off all this stuff and they say, I have no idea what it is, but it sounds really important. So if you don't know what this stuff means and you're, you're just a little confused on it, that's okay. When we explain here in a minute, you know, Hans and I, our likes and dislikes and all about it, that's going to be the meat of it. We're going to tell you what we like and don't like. What I can tell you is that these specs are all really good. And if you need an explanation of any of these more specifically, give me a call. Uh, Hans and I will be glad to explain them to you at Outdoor Legacy. You can call us. So uh, again, 640 by 480 high resolution. It does have the new 40 millikelvin uh, XP sensor in it. That is a more sensitive sensor that gives a better image detail. It is a 2.5 power base magnification. It goes up to uh, 20x on the digital zoom. Uh, it is uh, it has a 72 foot horizontal field of view at 100 yards. It's got a detection range, which just means detecting something the size of a human standing up, okay, of 1,968 yards, almost 2,000 yards for a human. That's different than identification. That's detection. Just saying there is something hot there. It's got an AMOLED display. Uh, it's got uh, a... Um, the laser rangefinder that is integrated into it has got an 1100 yard range. Um, it's got, uh, takes an IPS seven removable rechargeable battery pack. This is the same battery pack that's on the side of the Pulsar Helions, as well as the Pulsar trail twos. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get about nine hours of battery life off that uh, battery on this unit. And you can also use the larger IPS 14, and get close to doubling that battery life. It does have uh, video recording. It's got the smartphone app, the Stream Vision app. It has picture-in-picture, -picture, multiple color palettes. It is an IPX7 rating, which is fully waterproof, submersible for to three foot for 30 minutes. Uh, it's uh, rated for down to negative 13 degrees Fahrenheit. It weighs about 25 ounces uh, with the battery. And there's one last thing that I've had a guy uh, made a great point. He said, sometimes y'all mention this when you like it or you don't like it. He said, try to mention it every time. Uh, I'll probably forget, but it's on my brain. Uh, he said, let us know the ergonomics of this. He said, because, you know, sometimes y'all say things really aren't good for right-handed users or not good for left-handed or something y'all don't prefer. Uh, he said, tell me what the ergonomics are. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a... Uh, it is ergonomic for uh, both left-handed 
and right-handed people. There's a word for that, and it escapes me at this point. But uh, so ambidextrous. Thank you. That's the word. I was like, it's not in my brain right now. <laughs> yeah, it. You you can use either hand with this. Yeah. Okay. So all the buttons. Uh, Han's going to show you here in a second. Mm -hmm. I know he's got it with him. Uh, all the buttons are in the middle of this thing. So left or right-handed, uh, it's perfect for you. So hey, well, let, let me back up. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's one thing that we have not even mentioned yet. And it's dumb of us. Uh, this is a biocular. Mm -hmm. It's often called a binocular, uh, which is fine. Binocular, uh, binocular actually means that it has two lenses and two eyepieces. So, uh, you know, you're looking straight from the eye through the lens. Mm -hmm. Actually, this has one lens and two eyepieces. Yeah. So uh, that's called a biocular. But for, for the common, what we call them, they're binoculars, okay? And we didn't even mention that. Should have done that on the very beginning. Uh, but these, uh, are unlike normal handhelds that are monoculars, mm -hmm. one eyepiece, one lens, this is uh, what we would call a binocular because you have two eyepieces on there. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm two sorry. Eyepieces. just thought about Two that. eyepieces, one lens on it. So, um, so as far as the functionality, you did mention ambidextrous use, uh, easily able to maneuver through the buttons with either hand, whichever, you know, most of the time this is, since people are going to think it's a binocular, they're uh, typically going to hold it up with both hands. But uh, you have your, obviously, your two eyepieces here. These do individually focus, which is a great, um, that's a, a really good thing. Now, what I, what I will tell you, I am... Uh, far-sighted in one eye and near-sighted in the other. So uh, getting these things to focus sometimes are difficult. What you want to make sure you do when you do focus it is don't close one eye and focus one eye and then close the other and focus the other. You want to leave both your eyes open when you focus both individual eyepieces. It may not make sense right now, but if you have one in your hand and you're trying to do it, it will make it a whole lot better for you because it'll be very difficult to focus it um, just on one individual eye alone and then open up both eyes and it still is not crystal clear. So keep your both eyes open when you're focused. That's the, the gist of the story there. You've got your uh, objective lens focus, which is right here, right in between the two eyepieces. So you turn that, it'll actually uh, focus the objective lens. And you can move these eyepieces closer in together or further apart. Um, when I got it, your eyes must be way further apart than mine because I, I, I hope that I could see like half of the screen on, e, on each eye. I'm like, goodness. You got the, your eyeballs must you be got touching those your little ears beady on eyes. side of your head. You, you, you got those little beady yeah. eyes. I was like, man, Jason's eyes of, must be on the side of his head like a fish. I, I think when your eyes are that close, I've heard it's a sign of inbreeding. Yeah, it I might be. Know. It might be. True, true. Uh, obviously, Jason talked about the battery. Uh, it does have the old, well, you'll remember the old trail batteries um, or the, the new trail batteries, the trail two, the Helions. Um, it fits right there on the side. Got your flip open lens cap cover right here. These two round little circles, that's your laser range finder. You've got five buttons on the top, which uh, control everything from obviously your power. You get you to your, the middle button gets you to your menu settings. You've got your record button. You've got your uh, laser range finder uh, switch, or basically you push it that engages the laser range finder. You push it again and it ranges the item. 
And it's, you know, as far as everything you talked about, very uh, somewhat compact, easy to use. The buttons are all right there on the top. Uh, you know, I think um, as far as functionality uh, with as, it's not a complicated system, but there's a lot of things no. going on in this unit. I, th- I thought they made it as pretty simple as, as they could with everything that needs, you know, for adjustments and buttons and all that kind of fancy stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a uh, it's very simple to use. You're going to figure it out. I want to talk real quick about the laser rangefinder because that is a big part of this. I mean, I, I think sometimes we get hung up on uh, you know image quality and all these other functions which are important, and we're going to talk about. But I don't want to leave out the laser rangefinder, the LRF. And so, if you have any experience with one of the Pulsar laser range finders, mm-hmm. whether it be in their digital scopes or their trails, past or present models. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact function. It's the exact yeah. same thing. So right. if you're familiar with that, you know what it is. If you don't, um, basically it functions like a handheld laser range finder would. You right. press a button and a little square box pops up on your screen. So you're looking through the thermal screen. The square box pops up. You put the animal inside of that square box and you press the button again and it sends the laser out and, you know, attempts to give the reading back when it, it makes a successful yeah. reading. It pops up the yardage on the screen. A lot of guys ask me, say, does it really work? Um, it absolutely works. Guys say, is it accurate? And it's absolutely accurate. It is, uh, it is uh, said to be within one meter of accuracy well, and i absolutely believe that yeah so I, I, that's one of the biggest questions i get on a unit that's an lrf unit they want to know well is it accurate and i, mm-hmm. I went out and tested it tonight because I, I wanted to be able to answer that question i've, I've tested it tonight I've, I've been using it for a while now but I, I went out again because i got this tree on our property i know exactly almost to the foot how far away it is and i uh, went out there arranged it tonight from from my normal spot and it's dead on i mean I've ranged a bunch of different things, um, but with this tree, I've walked so many times to this tree, I could count the steps. I could tell you how many steps it is, and it, I mean, it's perfect. There, It is completely 100% accurate, in my opinion. It is. I've got a, uh, I've got a target that's 250 yards out in my pasture. It's actually laying on the ground. The cows knocked it down, but there is a tree uh, right there uh, beside it, and I ranged that uh, from my back porch. And it said 252 yards. Mm-hmm. And that's probably right because I'm a little bit different right there from where my, my shooting bench is. I mean, again, maybe five or six yeah. foot different. So, I mean, that thing is mm-hmm. is dead on. I want, to, I want to give one more little testament to this laser rangefinder. So the first night I had this thing out, it's been, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so, um, I was messing around with it. And there were some hogs uh, in my pasture and they were across a little Creek and that Creek is, is got trees on it, brush and trees. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of that, there's another small pasture over there. So you can see what's on the other side, but you're kind of seeing it, you know, through these trees along this little Creek. And, uh, so I'm looking at them and I can see there's hogs. There's a good many of them. And I thought, man, I wish I could range them. And I'm thinking, there's just no way yeah. because there's, I mean, there's trees and there's some brush, but they kind of hit a little bit of an area where it was some bigger trees and I could see, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll try, but I know I'm going to hit one of these trees mm-hmm. or brush or something. So I ranged and it popped right back 
330 yards. And I was like, well, that seems right. Because <laughs> I know it's not three. I mean, I know it's it's not 330 yards of that creek, but there, there's no way. It's got to be a fluke. So these pigs are moving around. And, and so another one comes by there. I kind of get it on him. Boom, hit him. 331 yards. Hmm. I'm like, that cannot be right. I'm hitting this brush and these trees. There's no way I'm threading this needle through there. So anyway, uh, they, they keep moving. They go on down there and they're at a spot where it opens up and I've got clear line of sight. And I said, okay, we're just going to see what happens. 338 mm-hmm. yards. And I was like, wow. I mean, that yeah. thing was, Very, I mean, it, it was dead on accurate and I was threading it through that, that brush. Now I want to be clear. I'm not talking about through dense cover, right. but it was enough trees and some vines and some stuff growing up there that I didn't think I'd be able to, to really get it through there. So I am very impressed by the laser range finder. Yeah. It is very legitimate. Yeah. So let's talk about ID range. Um, now you said overall detection range of, would you say 1100 yards? Uh, the detection range. No, 1,100 yards is how far they say the laser rangefinder oh, is capable right. of working. Now, I don't know that that means that it will necessarily uh, rangefind a, a mm. hog or a coyote that far. Yeah. It's probably got to be a certain size of an object. Um, I don't know that, I mean, but I'm making that assumption. But the, the overall detection range of a human size you know, target would be almost 2,000 yeah, yards. Yeah. I was going to so, say it's probably long, similar to the, the Helion, which is a two and a half power at 1,900. So um, mm-hmm. you want to give your thoughts? Well, you and I have not talked about this before the show, and, and it's, we, we, we typically, we, have, we, we typically, we typically share. do. And yeah, and I, I don't know. Again, we always like preface this of it depends on your conditions, it, can, it depends on your. Uh, experience with thermal, how much you've used it, how well you know your area, what other animals could be out there and all that. But I I feel like as good as this image is, I mean, I don't know what Hans is going to say, but I I think, I think a a coyote or a hog, because we're not, we don't really care about deer or cows or whatever. I'd say a coyote or a hog, 400 yards is, I mean, 350, 400, I think is, is going to be pretty easy on a good night when good conditions. So, Usually you and I kind of compare notes and talk about ID range and stuff. And, and we got sidetracked this evening, but um, you, I asked, I remember asking you, so what do you think the, you know, in your opinion, what, what do you think the ID range is? And your answer was a long, long ways away. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And, and that's exactly, it, it, and then it we was. got sidetracked or something, uh, let me, doing something. Let me tell you what we got sidetracked about. Oh, yeah. We got sidetracked because he goes, oh man, I just got a cell phone picture of hogs. And I'm like, where? Oh, here at my house. It's like, oh, okay. And, and I hear him walking outside. And I said, oh, you're taking the uh, accolade out there to go look at him. And he goes, maybe. <laughs> and it's dead sounds. It's him walking. And I hear this. What is he doing? Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what in the world? And there's pigs squealing, all this stuff going on. He's like, okay, I think I just got three. I'm like, what? was that thought we're recording a podcast and you're slinging lead and i'm on the phone with you yeah i, I didn't tell him i was taking out there i was talking i had, I had no my, clue. Ear, my earphones in while i was stalking <laughs> up on these hogs and i ended up oh, being able to get gosh. to within about 30 yards before i squatted down to take a shot and i should have warned you say a word i should have warned you that i was about to shoot because it wasn't loud yeah. but it was like what in the world yeah. oh my gosh um, so so yeah i did say a long long ways um 
I mean, what do you think? What What is your yeah? Your I mean, I think four hundred on the on the low end. I mean, I think it you is. could. Uh, man, it's really good image quality. I I, I hate saying ID range sometimes I know, because I, I feel like a lot of people may not get the same experience. But I know that I can correct. I've taken different optics out of different degrees of of quality and been able to ID it seven, 800 yards up a deer or, um, you know, something like that. But I, I think 400 on the, the low end, anywhere 400 to 600 is going to, you know, on the high end, yeah. maybe sometimes depending on the terrain, the conditions a fresh cut field, a nice, cool, crisp evening, you may be able to ID a little bit further, but you know, you're talking about um, when you get out past 600 yards. I mean, you really got to know what you're looking at and, and have a good idea. You, you um, do. And, and let me say, yeah, to, to what you said there about sometimes seven, 800 yards. I think that's true. There are those times that that happens, but there's also times that even when the conditions aren't bad, mm -hmm. it's not that super humid, hot, it just seems like a normal night. And I'll go out there with a really nice, optic, <clears throat> excuse me, optic. And I'll see something at 350 yards and I just cannot quite decide, is that a deer laying down yeah. or is that a hog? Yeah, there's is that, I mean, some. and it, it's like, there's some of those, it's not this bad night. It's just, you just can't sometimes, I don't know what it is. Right. You just can't put your finger on it. So I think it really just depends, but yeah, I, I agree. And, I mean, yeah, four this, or 500 yards is definitely possible yeah, on a good night, yeah, maybe and, further. And you know, this time of year is like the best time to look through thermal. Perfect. I mean, it's cool. Perfect. It, you know, the, generally the humidity is pretty low. I, you know, yeah. dew points pretty low. It, this is the best time being the, the most fun, the best videos, all that kind it of is. stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, this thing can ID a long ways away. Now let's talk about likes and dislikes because, um, and I'm going to go ahead and start it out. I'm going to, I'm going to let you stick okay. on tell the the dislikes. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you give your likes, but is. so I, there's a lot of things, man, I'll tell you what, unbelievable. I remember calling you like, this thing is insane. The picture quality is fantastic. <laughs> and you would expect it that. It's a Pulsar. It's a 640 resolution um, by Alclear. I mean, it's, you know, almost $6,000. You would expect it to be good, but it is very good. Right. I, I uh, It's funny. I, I showed it to my wife and uh, I was like, it's like being at a movie theater. You know, it's like you're looking at a big TV screen because it's both eyes that you're getting a chance. I'm used to using a monocular. So, you know, being able to see, uh, you know, thermal image with both eyes is, is not that, very common for that. I want to, I want to, I want to hit on this real quick. That is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it has some, that, that does something for your brain on these ID ranges. Yeah. It's, it's almost, and I've had several people over the years say this, looking through them. Um, it's, it's almost like it gives this 3D feel a little bit. You yeah. get some, some, a little bit of almost depth perception that yeah. you don't feel like you get otherwise uh, looking through one eye. And I believe that that is why there's very few optics we've ever said, oh yeah, four, five, 600 yards, maybe further. I think there's something about both eyes mm -hmm. and sending all that information to your brain and 
it, the, the I mean, you know, look, I don't know how this works, but there's something going on there yeah. with both eyes, yeah. and you're getting that that benefit of both eyes. So yeah, that that definitely has something to do with it, in my opinion. I know exactly what you're talking about, and you're exactly right. I don't know what it's called. There's probably a medical term for it, but you're you're. I think you hit the nail on the head right there because it, it does. There, it, you you do gain some depth perception. I think when you're looking through both eyes through this uh, through this unit uh-huh. and. Unbelievable picture image. I mean, really, really good picture image. I love uh, the fact that you can adjust the focus on both eyepieces, which is important for mm-hmm. me. Like I said, I'm farsighted in one eye, nearsighted in the other. Uh, also, love the battery. <laughs> I, I love mm-hmm. the Helion battery. Mm-hmm. I love the Trail 2 batteries. The removable one battery uh, gets a long battery life. I, my Helion battery, which takes the same battery as this, man... <laughs> I may charge that thing a couple times a week and I go out and hunt I, I ne- every night. I never charge it. You know, and so, <laughs> forever, I mean, and, I, and it's yeah. not even dead. I'm like, I'll charge it at like 30%. Right. When it gets down to about 30%, I'll give it a full charge. But I mean, these things run forever. Um, it, the button layout is good. The, you know, it's very easy to get to the, when you want to range something, you don't have to go through a, go deep into the menu to get to the laser range finder, you know, quick button, quick set buttons on there. Uh, everything, the main things you need to do as far as zooming or, or recording or the laser range finder, those are just one press options on here. So really easy to get to, uh, you know, those are, those are really the main, but those are important mics, you know, overall. So I love this. You did every, all the good stuff. Yeah. And you leave me to come with some dislikes. (laughs) Well, I, I like everything you said. I can't think of anything you really left off. I would say dislikes, which I, we really did not plan on this, or I did not plan on me giving all the dislikes. I think um, the reason that Hans and I don't use one of these units, um, you know, haven't in the past, there, there's some places that, that I would use it. Uh, I would not replace my Helion with it. Uh, and that's just because of the size, yeah. the bulk. Um, it is... 25 ounces, which I believe is about a pound and a half. I'm trying to do some math real close to that. So it's it's a little heavier. I mean, it's not, it doesn't feel heavy. I mean, it's just bigger. And it does, uh, normally you're going to hold this with two hands. Yeah. It does have a neck strap, so you can wear it like binoculars. Um, I think really that's my only complaint uh, and I know that's, you know, you guys, there's got to be something else, but well, really, I, I think it's, go ahead. Well, I, I want to, cause I think you're exactly right. And I want to add something, and this is the way that my brain thinks. And I think there's a lot of people out there that hunt like you and I do, Jason. So think about this mm-hmm. picture yourself in the field. Um, and you're stalking up on hogs. Where are you wearing your equipment? You got, I carry a small backpack, uh, around my back. I carry my rifle strapped to my front. Um, you know, with yeah. the front rifle strap. And so the question is, I, I usually carry a monocular so I can lit it up, you know, put it up to my eye and then slip it in my back pocket or side pocket. The, the, this, uh, binocular, where do you put it? <laughs> Cause it's supposed to be it's, strapped it's, around your I neck. I can tell you where it is. Yeah. It's around your neck and it's hanging over your yeah, rifle. That's the problem. And it's yeah. banging into yeah. it as you walk. That's but, what you got. So think this is about. not yeah. for that. Yeah. It is not for that i'm gonna we'll we'll get into what this is for in a minute so uh or who it's for uh but yeah i think this just the bulk and the size of it for the guy who is mobile Mm -hmm. for the spot and stalk uh no i mean it's just probably going to be too big and too bulky for that even though it's not huge i mean but it's just like you said 
what are you going to do with it? You can't put it in your pocket. You can't stop, open your back, you know, your bag or your yeah. backpack. It's got to be around your neck. You can't have your rifle, uh, you know, strapped like you're talking about or around you where it's hanging over your chest. Now, yeah. if you're carrying your rifle and you're one of these guys that just carries it on a traditional sling on your shoulder, then this isn't going to be a problem. Yeah. Okay. So if, if that's how you're carrying your rifle is on one shoulder with the, the, you know, the muzzle up in the air and the, the butt stock towards the ground or vice versa, you can carry this just like you would carry your normal binoculars, well, yeah. you know, deer hunt. You're exactly but, right. But most people don't carry it. Like I mean, most people, I say most, I, well, most guys that I hunt with, we carry our rifles, you know, at a 45 degree angle across our chest. Yeah. And I see a lot of guys that have, that use binoculars and they put a lanyard on it and they hang it around their neck, you know? And I always think, yeah. I'm like, where do they put their rifle when they're walking out to shoot dogs? Because that's the first thing I think of is I can't have anything hanging on my chest because my rifle. And if you put your rifle on first and then you put the monocular over it, then if you have to raise the gun up to shoot, how do you get right. that around your It just seems like a big cluster. But, but I do. I think a lot of guys are just using a, a traditional shoulder strap, yeah, yeah, and that's true. probably what they're doing. So I want to move into this, though. I mean, that really, though, that's going to be the only negative thing mm -hmm. I think either one of us can come up with. Who is it good for? Uh, and what is it good for? And I'm going to give my quick thoughts and I'll let you jump in on it. Okay. But uh, I think it is good for uh, the guy who is sitting in a deer stand or some kind of a fixed blind. And he's, you know, let's just say he's hunting hogs or coyotes or whatever, but he's, he's sitting there or, you know, standing there, whatever. He's in a fixed location. He's not doing a lot of walking. I think coyote hunters mm -hmm. uh, that have their rifles on tripods, uh, hog hunters as well calling uh, if you if you do if you have hands free and you're not doing a bunch of walking in the moment of when you're about to go shoot something i think it's fine to wear this around your neck and go walk 300 yards to a set or to a stand mm -hmm. or to a through the woods or th that doesn't bother me because it's comfortable around my neck just like binoculars um, I don't, what we were talking about is that the carrying it is like in that spot and stalk, carrying your rifle across your chest. That's kind of what we're thinking about. But anybody who's stationary, uh, who's doing a lot of glassing, a lot of looking, I think it's great for outfitters. Uh, I think the big thing for me too, is this is good for guys that are in big open country and are deer hunting, uh, mule deer hunting, elk hunting, had a guy the other day, that's what he was looking at this for. He said, I want to spot elk yeah. on, you know, the mountain across from me over there. I need thermal to do that. Yeah. I need a high-end thermal to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he liked the idea of possibly being able to use the laser range finder. And, his, and like he made the point, he said, listen, I'm, I'm ranging something the size of a cow. Yeah. I mean, these things, are, they're going to weigh over a thousand pounds. So I'm going to have this huge target that I can get a range off of. Yeah. And so I think a guy like them, again, we're talking to the daylight here. We're just, they're just trying to find these animals without, and he said, I can take my binoculars and I can lay there on a rock and I can spend 30, 40 minutes and I can find those elk. He's like, but I've seen a guy do it with thermal and he can scan that whole side of that mountain in 30 to 60 seconds yeah you know, at most, and he can do what I can do in 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Exactly right. Now, I, I completely agree. It's if you are um, somebody like Jason said that hunts um, like coyote hunters that 
you know, set that set for a while or walk out and do sets, or if you're hunting out of a, a deer blind or, or whatever, I think this is a great, great, uh, and probably a better experience out hunting with something like this than even just a monocular. And the reason why Jason and I yes. use monoculars is because we are, we, we do hunt very mobile. We're walking around all the time. We're stalking, we're stopping, we're shooting. Um, you do not want to, I don't think walk down a dark trail, uh, in the middle of the thick woods with, with one of these, uh, you probably trip and fall or, or fall in a hole or something. Uh, and that's why, you know, we like to use the monocular, but this is a great tool for everything that you explained, Jason, you know, coyote hunters. If I was, all I did was coyote hunt, I would definitely have one of these, uh, because it is, it is a more enjoyable experience when you're out scanning with something like this, even compared to a monocular. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and we've already, we haven't even tried to sell these. We didn't even have them on the website and, uh, we've been selling them faster than we can get them. Uh, it's a very, very popular unit. It has not been out that long. Guys are super interested in it. And I do know again, price $5,898. Uh, I know a lot of guys are like, I can't afford a scope of that price. I sure can't afford a pair of binoculars. And I get that, but this is for the guy, uh, who, you know, is looking for something high end. Yeah. Uh, he, he wants something really, really nice and he wants something unique. I, I think this is it. And, uh, for the image quality, the features, the laser range finder, the two eyepieces, I do believe at that price, it is a very good value for the dollar of what you're getting mm -hmm. thermal wise. I think it's very fairly priced and, uh, I give it two thumbs up. Absolutely. So anyway, ho hopefully that is helpful to you folks. If you're looking for one of these or any other thermal or night vision, please give us a call at Outdoor Legacy. That number is 877-350-1818. Uh, again, it's 877-350-1818. Or you can go to Outdoor Legacy Gear, G-E-A-R, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. And listen, if you go to the website, uh, guys tell me all the time, you ain't got nothing in stock. No, we do not. Uh, it is, uh, it stuff comes in faster or we're selling it faster than it comes in. Uh, we're getting in tons of inventory. Uh, it is just going out the doors. There are some days, uh, that we've got a lot of stuff on the shelf and it doesn't last long. Uh, we've also got, you know, guys that call and they say, well, I was looking for these, but you don't have them. And I go, well, it's your lucky day. You know, I'll have some tomorrow. And we ended up, you know, a lot of we end up selling the stuff before it gets here. So if you see something you want and it's not there, call us. It might be a waiting list. We might have some. Uh, we just hadn't put them in stock yet or what have you. Uh, but, but definitely, we love to have your business. We would appreciate it uh, by supporting Outdoor Legacy. You support Hans and I through the Late Night Vision Show. And so uh, it means a lot to us. You can find Outdoor Legacy on all the social media channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and uh, Hans, Mr. Hans East Texas. You can always find him on YouTube by typing in H-A-N-S-E-T-X, Hans East Texas. Uh, you can find his YouTube channel there. Lots of new reviews. Uh, all the time on different thermal scopes. A lot of the things we review here, Hans comes back and puts them on his channel. 
and he puts uh, footage from the field. A lot of times he'll even come back and, you know, if it's a scope or something, he may show uh, hunts with the scope, you know, actually shooting animals. So check out his channel for that. And you can also find him, uh, Hans ETX, on Instagram as well. And he's always posting up. Uh, pictures and short clips of his hunts. So go check him out there as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of the, the scope reviews that we do on the Late Night Vision Show, if you hop on over to my channel, you'll get to see uh, some video actually through the scope and some hunts. So go check that out. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you all for joining this week. This has been episode 131 of the Late Night Vision Show, the full review of the Pulsar Accolade 2 LRF XP50. So again, if you're interested in purchasing that, please reach out to OutdoorLegacyGear.com or call us. We would love your business and uh, we really appreciate it. Join us next week for another episode. We will be talking. I'm sure we'll be doing another review. We might have another celebrity on the show this next time. Maybe besides Jason, <laughs> our local celebrity. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. we'll see y'all next week. Y'all stay safe in the fields. Uh, go out and vote. Uh, well, by the time you are listening to this, uh, we will have already voted. So we'll see how the election goes. But y'all stay safe in the fields. Keep making the b- bacon pancakes. Mm-hmm.